0: Welcome to the Bethel Church Podcast, and thanks for joining us. We hope this encourages you, builds your faith, and gives you perspective on how God is actively moving in your life. Enjoy the message. You know, there's been many times in my life where I have felt the need to assert myself. That's hard. That's that's hard to hear coming out of your own mouth. Oh, Lord, help me. God, give me the courage to confess, because when I confess, you said in your word that it brings healing. Amen. Amen. I felt things so strongly many times. I know probably there's only like one other person in, in this room that does things like this. I felt things so strongly sometimes that I let everyone, I, I, I would let everyone in the room know where I stood at any cost. I've ran through scenarios, processed my emotions, and the problem was that I processed them through the lens of me. And because of it, I've said things that I wish I hadn't said, done things I wish I hadn't done, and fractured relationships that I wish were still together. Anybody ever been there before? Well, because as much as the word of God as I have in me, you see, I grew up in church, my testimony is a little bit different. I had a, Some of you, you're going to roll your eyes because you've heard this a million times in church, but I had a drug problem. I was drugged to church. <laughs> Sunday morning Sunday school, Sunday morning service, Sunday night service, Wednesday night service, multiple revivals. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Saturday work days. If there was a special prayer event, we went to it, right? We showed up to everything. So it's like, how can somebody who has been, in, in, has been taught so many things, how can they still walk in that? And I'm talking about myself so I can use stronger language, okay? How can somebody who's, who, who, who's been given that much truth walk in that level of stupidity? I'm not talking about y'all, I'm talking about myself. And I can talk like that when I'm talking about myself. Because even though I had all this word in me and I've been preached and taught and trained, I'd still fallen victim to the message of the world that says this, be yourself. Wow. Do you, honey? Mm. Do you, boo? I'm going to do me. me. I'm going to get My. Thank you. <laughs> Some of y'all were afraid. To let everybody know you got a little bit of that inside of you. Because some of you, I saw it. Y'all were about to raise like, I'm about to get minds. <laughs> Y'all were about to say it with a little bit more mm, behind it. You know, you ever heard, of, I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to give you my two. I'm going to give you a piece of my. Please be careful because some of you have given so many pieces of your mind. that you I'm just going to leave it right there. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it right there. You ain't got much to give anymore. We know what you're thinking as soon as you walk in the room. God bless them. God bless the complainers right now. I'm just joking around. The the world's message that says, be yourself. Now, some of y'all know what you're doing right now because somebody, you know, at at a at a uh uh, assembly in school one day told you to be yourself and fly high, baby. You can be anything you want to be. Your uniqueness is your power. All these things. And just stay with me. Maybe you've been told the message to maybe you've been encouraged to be yourself, to do you, to get yours, to speak your mind, to say your peace, to give people a piece of your mind. And, it, and just to be quite frank, many times it shows we become stubborn about things that we really shouldn't be stubborn about. We're willing to lose friends and connections that we've had for years that were spiritual connections over things that really, in the scope of eternity, do not matter. We become so much about ourselves, about being our true, unique self that we drown out anyone who is willing to challenge us that maybe being yourself isn't really biblical. Maybe being yourself is really a message the enemy is trying to get us to believe. And we've taken the bait and we've become intoxicated with our uniqueness. Self-righteous about the things we're good at about our years of experience, about what we bring to the table, about our thoughts, my dreams, my desires, what I want. But y'all tell me what happens when you get in a room with 300 people who want what they want. We tell our kids this all the time. If you would just, you would just work on, on giving each other what each other wants, then all of you would be happy. But the problem is they all want that stupid middle seat beside the air conditioning control. <laughs> Every time we go somewhere, first thing they argue about is the front seat. Who gets the front seat? Now, we ain't those parents that sit in the back seat. We ain't like some of y'all that be sitting in the back seat while your kids sit in the front seat. That ain't happening in my house, all right? I'm just kidding. We ain't got people like that in our church, I know. Well, he said he wanted to sit in the front. No, he ain't paying the bills. He's gonna see his butt in the back. I'm in the front. I run the radio. I run the seat. Come, some. Please, unless you're driving and I'm sitting in the back seat, making out with my wife, ain't no way. I'm going to be sitting in the back seat. And if if, if my son can handle that, then that's fine. We'll ride around, let you chauffeurs around all day long. I'm sorry, son. i got a son in here, and his face is red. He's like, Dad, please. Son, have I told you how you got here yet? (sighs) This morning, I've come to present to you that the world says, Be yourself, but the Bible says be like Christ. The gospel says that who you used to be isn't what you can be. And who you can be is like Christ. The world says one thing, the law says another, but the gospel is the power of God to be the thing that the law says we can be. I'm afraid that in being ourselves many times, we've settled for a cheap imitation of what God wants us to become. I'm asking you this morning to completely abandon the concept of being yourself and begin to embrace the everyday gospel truth that we have actually been made into a new creation. And we are not imitating the world. We aren't imitating who we want to be in our mind. Our new model is the picture of Jesus Christ. This is the last message in the everyday gospel. And we could preach this series every single weekend of the year. But this morning as we walk out, we've talked so much about where we're at with God because of what Jesus did. We've talked about who we used to be and who we're becoming. But as we walk out, we are going to move more into some practicality and pragmatism this morning. As we walk out, how do I live the everyday gospel? It's real simple. Be like Jesus. Yes. So when the world starts saying, do you, boo, you can just smile and say, no, nah, I, I think I'll just do Jesus. Amen. I think I'll just be like Jesus. Like, now, you're really simplifying it for us. It really is that simple. If we really want to live the life that God has for us, then we just imitate what Jesus did. First Peter screams this in chapter two, verses 21 through 25, he says, for to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you may follow in his... You know, even... Pastor Steve did an amazing job preaching last week. How many of you enjoyed last Sunday? Wasn't it awesome? And and, and I don't know if you remember, but I remember the gospel is the power of God to salvation. And because I am eager to preach the gospel, I am obligated to preach the gospel. And I am not, I'm not what? Right. Even if it means that things get a little bit awkward this year at Thanksgiving. I am not ashamed to preach the gospel. So he left us an example. So even when, and Pastor Steve preached from the book of Romans that Paul wrote, even when Paul says, follow me, he says, follow me as I follow Christ. The scripture clearly teaches us that we're supposed to be imitating Christ not trying to, to zone in on our uniquenesses and, and being ourselves. So when the world says, do you, you're going to say what? I'm going to do, I'm going to just do Jesus. For to this you have been called because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example so that you might follow in his steps. Being your best self isn't good enough. That is why Jesus came. Amen. Yeah. Christ is the standard. He blazed the path for us to walk. He has become our examples. We have been called. Look at that. You have been called. Look at your neighbor and tell them. You've been called. And then tell them, say, do Jesus. Do Jesus. Come on now, some of y'all help me out, please. Just real, I need y'all. Oh my goodness. I can tell some of y'all didn't grow up in churches where you talked. You're in a church where it's okay to talk to the preacher. In fact, the more talking you do, the better the preaching will be. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sometimes you got to, y'all, y'all want us to preach like so-and-so, well then back us up like they back up so-and-so. <laughs> Show up with the same level of expectancy, right? All right, Lord, help me. I'm I'm, I'm being myself. I need to just do Jesus. Hold on. I need to get back here. We've been called. This is our purpose. This is how you walk in your truest identity. But how are we called? By what means? Through the suffering of Jesus. His sacrifice on the cross was for you. It was for me. And through that Suffering, we can follow in His footsteps. How many of you want to be in God's perfect will? Huh? You want to be? I'm serious. How many of you really want to be in God's perfect will? Of course, we want to be in God's. Per- so then, why would we follow anybody else other than Jesus? Why would we follow someone who has not done what we're aspiring to do? We would. We would naturally. And I know this is like Daniel, Pastor Daniel. This is real obvious stuff, right? But you remember the bracelet that we used to wear all the time? Yeah. How many you remember? Yeah. WWJ, if you wear one now, people are like, oh, you're just super spiritual. Now, maybe I'm not super spiritual, and I just need the reminder before I open up this mouth of mine to say, oh, what would Jesus say? Yeah. What did Jesus say? What did Jesus do, right? And imitate it, right? How many of you want to make it to heaven? Yeah. Well, you know anybody that's been there and has come back? to tell you how to get there, right? Wouldn't we naturally follow one who is already there, right? Verse 22, he committed no sin. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. These next couple verses, it's going to get real, real in here. So get ready for it. He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. That is our example. That's who we're following. When he was reviled, he did not, this is a message for September of 2021. He was reviled, when he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten. I'm afraid that if Jesus lived among us, many of, them of us would call him a pushover. We would say, man, he won't even stand up for himself. But maybe he had a higher aim. Maybe he had something bigger on the horizon and he, he just knew there's no really reason when people revile against me to even respond and revile back. Remember what scripture says? What good is it to love those that love you? The real test is when you love those who speak evil against you. This is our example, right? This is our example. This is a gospel truth. This is what we have been brought into when we become Followers of Jesus Christ, when the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, we've been given the power that when we are reviled, we do not have to revile in return. That when he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. Now, anybody ever been done dirty? Anybody anybody ever been talked about? Mistreated? (laughs) Anybody ever... Come on, seriously, just wave at me real quick. Just make sure I'm talking to real people in the room. You ever been somebody, somebody lied about you, right? Or how about this? Somebody mischaracterized you, right? They just misinterpreted what you were saying. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Be careful, you're getting set up. (laughs) And what's the response? Like you go and you talk to a friend, man, and and, and it might even be a a Christian friend. And they're like, oh, honey, let me tell you what you need to do. You need to do you. You need to tell them what time it is. You need to let them know. You might be a little old white lady from the South, but I'm 50% Paula Deen, 50% Tupac. And I got a little sprinkle of Jesus on top. You need to remind them that you got hands. You need to do you right. You need to be yourself. You need to let them know. Give them a piece of your mind. How I many you know what I'm talking about? Right? Anybody ever got that advice before? You better tear into them. And then so what we do is we give them a piece of our mind, defending our little man-made castles and our institutions, preserving our dignity. For many, when we when we when we we have following the world's advice to be ourselves to do to do me, to do you, what we do is the first thing we do is we want to we wanna let them know we show off our degrees, we tell them about our expertise, demand honor, demand to be respected. But this is not the example of Jesus. The Bible says that we're not to follow anybody else's example other than that of Christ, to be an imitator of Jesus. When we're doing Jesus, we look at what he did and we look at what he said. Jesus went through a lot of life on this earth. And it's bound up in Matthew, Mark, Luke and John. So if you want to do Jesus, get out your Bible when you go home and start looking at how Jesus responded to the different things that have, that is our example. This is the everyday gospel, understanding that God showed me mercy. He did not give me the punishment that I deserved. Think about that. He showed me grace. He gave me things I did not earn. He was long-suffering and patient with me. Now, God, help me to do unto others as you have done unto me. I'll never forget. Um, listening to uh, Rich Sederman's testimony, our, one of our Recovery Alive directors, he said that his kids, who he is now is so different than who he used to be, that now they call him new dad. And when something happens that's kind of tumultuous, they'll say to him, they'll be like, now old dad would have done this. But you're not old dad anymore. You're new dad. I want somebody to grab a hold of that this morning. You can become new dad. And if you're not convinced that you need to become new, oh, you need to become new. You can become new mom. You can become new wife. You can become new accountant. New fill in the blank. You can become a new son, a new daughter. When we start doing Jesus, imitating Christ. The problem is that many times, including myself, we spend so much time preserving our reputations and defending our uniqueness that we have forgotten we have not been called to be ourselves, not even be our best self. We've been called to be like Christ. So next time somebody tells you, do you, boo, what you going to say? No, I'm just going to do Jesus. I'm gonna do, next time you're tempted to really let them know how awesome you are, what are you going to say? No, 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 I ain't going to do me. I'm going to do Jesus. Verse 24, he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By his wounds, you have been healed by his wounds. You have been healed. Now, some would contend that this healing is only referencing a spiritual healing, but I just don't see this in the life of Jesus. I see in the life of Jesus that when a man cried out, Jesus, son of God, son of David, have mercy on me. He attended to the person's physical ailments. I don't, ju- I don't see this in the context that he was only interested in spiritual healing. I see that there was a woman who was demon-possessed. And what did he do? He set her free. By his stripes, we were healed. I want you to let this little comment that I'm about to say soak in, and I want you to write it down. Many times, we're fighting hard to preserve the things that he died for. Things about ourselves that we have believed to be true, that it's a part of us. And if it was ripped away, then we would no longer be us because we get laser focused on this. kind of We've been told our whole lives, be yourself, be yourself. And scripture says, no, don't be yourself. Be like Jesus. And so we preserve components of our personality that Jesus actually went to the cross and died so that you could die to that part of you and so that you could live to righteousness. I know that sounds powerful, but what does it mean? If you're like me, you've put in, anybody ever done any of these little like personality tests and stuff? Let me see. I need to know. I just want to know that I'm not. Anybody ever done like a strength? Somebody said, I ain't never done it and I won't do it. I am who Jesus says I am. That's all I need to know. Well, (laughs) praise God. We'll let you preach next week. (laughs) Anybody ever done a little strength finder before? Let me see. Anybody ever found out if you were a bear or a porcupine? If you were yellow, orange, red, gold, or purple, or fuchsia, y'all know what I'm talking about? If you were sanguine or melancholic, yeah. right? If you were a high D, a high a, a, high S, or a C, a disc profile, anybody ever done that before? If you, were, you did the Enneagram and you were a one, two, three, four, and a, or an eight with a, with a four wing, with a three leg, and a two arm, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? You can get lost in that mess. Now, Hear me out. Some of y'all are mad at me now because you all hold on now. Anybody, wait, I got one more question. Anybody ever done the five love languages test? I have two. What's your love language on three? Say it. One, two, three. Down. <laughs> Acts of touch. That's what I just heard. <laughs> y'all are, minds. I always got to watch out for y'all. <laughs> Lots of money and time and countless hours of wormholing down the internet to find out who you are, but how, oh, y'all know where I'm going with this, (laughs) but how much time do we spend studying the life of who we're supposed to be imitating? Listen, hold on, no, 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 I hope nobody, now, amen me and back me up. But make sure you're backing me up because it hits hard in your heart, not for the person in in the row behind you. Because we all need this. That's the gospel, that we all are sinners. We all need what Jesus did. Spent a lot of time with all these tools. And 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 it's not all bad, it's not all bad when it's aligned with God's word, but these tools are not ending points. They what's happened with a lot of these tools is they become North Star's, self-fulfilling prophecies. The Enneagram told you you were an eight, which means you're bossy, domineering, and controlling. That's not Jesus. Show me one time where Jesus walked in the room and demanded that he be in control. Think about this. Think about the practical applications of this. When we follow the world's message, be ourselves, what do we have to do? We have to go find ourselves. And when we find ourselves, what are we using? Tools that the world has come up with to describe human personality. When we've got a big old Bible that tells us every single thing that we need to know. I don't think there's anything wrong with some of the tools. Some of them, they've got some weird backgrounds you might want to look into. But listen to me. Like five love languages. How many of you, your love language is acts of service? Raise your hand real high. That's not an ending point. It's a really good indicator of what right now, at this point in your life, that's who you are right now. But I think that when we begin to walk in the fullness of the Spirit, and we walk into a mature relationship with Christ, we can receive love in any of the ways. Amen. We don't see Jesus demanding, oh, well, you just love me through acts of service. No. We can, we can receive love. The problem with some of these things and trying to find ourselves is that we're beginning to speak these prophecies and these things over our lives, and we think we can't be any different. How many of you are extroverted? Now y'all are afraid to participate. <laughs> How many of you are extroverted? How many of you are introverted? That was weird. The introverts raise their hand. That's not normal. Okay. <laughs> Praise God. How many of you are ambiverted? Anybody ambidextrous? You're an amphibian. Anybody amphibious? <laughs> Look, there are certain times when yeah, we, 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 we'll, we'll buy into the, well, I'm extroverted. Well, sometimes you don't need to be around people. Sometimes you need to go in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights and fast and pray. Sometimes we need to get in our prayer closet, right? Think about what the things, the things people, anybody had a parent who maybe every single time they introduced you to somebody, they said, this is so-and-so, oh, they're shy. And it became something that you believed about yourself It became a lie that you told yourself and you begin to get And and so when somebody tells you that I'm obligated to preach the gospel, I'm eager to preach the gospel. I'm unashamed to preach the gospel. We say, well, no, 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 no. That's not me because somebody told me I was shy. No, you be like Jesus. When the world says, do you, you say, no, I'm going to do Jesus. When the world tries to put a label over your head, you say, he didn't die on the cross so that I could stay the same way. He is changing the very fabric of who I am. And I might not have been able to talk in school, but dag on it, when it comes time to share the gospel, my mouth is going to get open wide open. I might by nature be fearful, but through Jesus, I've got power, I've got love, and I've got a sound mind. I want to ask some of you to give up this whole concept of being yourself and start being like Jesus. Start walking to the abundant life that God's word says that he he didn't die so we could stay the same. I'm going to say it again. He did not die so we could stay the same. He died so that we could be brought into union with God and so that we could be changed. And this morning, I think he's waiting on some of us to surrender our will, to lay down our self-preservation, to lay down our dignity, to lay down the things that we've held on for so long and say, you know what? I'm tired of doing me. I'm tired of doing me. I'm going to start acting out of character. I'm going to start being something that I'm not. I'm going to start doing Jesus. I'm going to stop doing me. I'm going to start doing Jesus. Verse 25 For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Oh, think about that. The next time you call somebody a sheep. We all were like straying sheep. But we've now been returned to the shepherd and the overseer of our souls. Before we were saved, we were just straying away. Why? Why? And some of y'all know I've had sheep before. I got rid of them. I got cows now. (laughs) Jamie. What's up? Can can I talk about you a little bit? I love you, man. I'm so proud of you. We're so proud of you. Jamie and his sister. Wait, Natalie. Natalia? So sorry. I was gonna say Natalia, and he said, Natalie. (laughs) Of course. The only guy in the house with a mullet tells me to pronounce Natalie, Natalia, Natalie. He he, he said sorry. He's been calling you that all week long. I've been praying for that week. He's been praying. God, he said I've been Natalia. He's been praying for Natalie. We don't know who Natalie is, but he's been praying for. Her. But we were in a. Uh, These two young people, they were saved uh, two Wednesday nights ago in prayer. That's so weak. If I told all y'all that we were giving y'all a new car, y'all would have gone crazy. These two were saved two Sundays ago in prayer. Come on. That's why we're here. This is why we exist. This is why you show up early on Sunday morning. This is why. Now, we were in our new convert class, and I got a text message. I I, I hate it. It was the first new convert class. By the way, there's a new convert class every single Wednesday night. If you get saved, don't register. Just show up here on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And we're we're going to spoon feed you as long as you need to spoon. We won't let you do it too long, because then you're going to move on to meat. Remember us talking about that? But yeah, we're in the middle of the thing, and I get a phone call. All these people from Grantham are calling me, texting me. And I look down, and somebody's like, your cows is out. (laughs) I got rid of those stupid sheep, because they escaped all the time. I don't know what it is about a sheep, but they can have all this good grass, all this good hay, fresh water... They'll see a little hole in the fence and one weed on the other side of it and they just got to go out there and chase it and sh- and stray like sheep i'm just gonna let that sink in for just a second all this stuff that we've already been given and because sometimes we we, we believe the lie that i'm gonna do me we trade in abundant riches we trade in living in the house of the Father, we trade in our inheritance, we trade in the presence of God so we can go do us, so we can go do me. But thank goodness the Holy Spirit will smack us in the back head and we'll come to ourself and we remember, you know what? There's a better, there's a higher standard, right? Jesus, didn't want you to stand on your feet. Jesus didn't come so that I could stay the same. Somebody needs to speak that over your life. He didn't die so you could stay the same. He, he, he suffered on the cross. He bore our sins in his body on the tree. Get that right now. Whatever you're struggling with right now, I want you to get it in your mind. And I need you to know this. He bore that sin himself on the tree so that the old us could die and so that we could live to righteousness. We are not trying to be the best version of ourselves. That's not the gospel. The gospel is this. Follow me. Deny yourself. Take up your cross. Quit doing you, boo. Quit doing your thing. And instead, we're going to follow Jesus. How many of you want to follow Jesus with me this morning? How many of you want to be the hands and the feet of Jesus this morning? Really? How many of you are sick? I'm just being honest with you because there's some things in my life right now. I was on my hands and my knees yesterday after I taught the leadership development class on public speaking. And I got in my office and the Holy Spirit just gave me a good old tail whooping. There's some things in my life that I am sick of. I am not a hothead. I've been given self-control. Some of us have been told really stupid stuff that does not align with God's Word. And what we're going to start doing is this. We're going to start rejecting those lies and those false beliefs. We're going to stop being ourselves because who we think we are doesn't align with what God says we can be. We're going to do Jesus from now on. Today's a new day. We're going to do Jesus. And I want to ask you this morning, if you're sick of doing you and you want to do Jesus, I want you to come meet me at the altar right now. Say, I'm sick of doing me. I'm tired of doing me. I'm tired of being the same. I'm tired of falling victim to the same patterns in my life. I don't want to be the same. I really, genuinely, sincerely won't change. I want to ask you right now, respond right now as an act of your will. I want you to lift both hands to heaven right now and I want you to ask God to change you. I want you to ask God to change you right now. God, we cry out to you. We cry out to you, God. We say, God, you've given us every single thing that we need to be like Jesus. So we, we renounce. We tear down any lie of the enemy. We tear down any false belief about who you say we are. And we hold on to the truth of God's word. We hope that you have been encouraged today and if you're looking for more information about who we are as a church, you can visit us online at Bethelchurch.info. Be sure to join us again next week as we continue to grow together in God's Word.